0: Hello and welcome to the Rabbit Hole, the definitive developers podcast in glamorous Jersey City. <laughs> <laughs> so, <good laughs> us. with me today I've got our friend William Jeffries, uh coming also... from
1: the glamorous Newark Airport.
0: <laughs> oh, you're in the Newark Airport. Ooh. EWR baby. Wow, this is just a straight up Jersey episode. Mm, yeah, represent. Wow. The side of the Hudson. Today we're going to be talking about overseas assignments. It's no coincidence that William is talking to you from the beautiful and functional Newark Airport lounge. It really,
1: you know, just smokes the other New York City area airports. I mean, it's really
0: the best. I I hear that, like, uh, JFK has some fans out there.
1: Oh man, JFK needs some some love. Laguardia <laughs> is the one that's the really struggle city. But. <laughs> yeah, I'm here because I'm going to be flying out to do an overseas assignment for the next four months. and to be based out of Hyderabad, India.
0: That's wild. Ah, uh, yes, Hyderabad, beautiful city of uh...
1: pearls. I think.
0: <laughs> okay, city I guess of you'll have to figure. That's where that's
1: the best biryani <laughs> yeah. comes from.
0: America. The two, the two big ones, right there: pearls and biryani. Huge industries.
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's a, it's a thing that people. I think most people have at some point in their career the opportunity to do an overseas assignment. Like I think it just comes up not often if you're in tech, especially given that a lot of these companies have offices overseas. It's like not that uncommon. Yeah, I started. Hard to decide. Yeah, I started out my
0: career uh, doing an overseas assignment, and it was, it was a big, uh, you know, a big, a big choice. I had never been outside the United States before. Traveling.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: (laughs) I want to say it was my first time out of Jersey, but that's not true. (laughs) 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 But pretty much, basically. (laughs) Who needs
1: to leave Jersey? You got this beautiful airport. <laughs> I think terms of city.
0: You know, yeah, that's like the opposite of of many companies. Like st- uh, most engagements in Stride don't have any travel, but you know, uh, that is the case that sometimes you have to travel a little bit of the time for assignment. But so that's that's this is a a different thing altogether. This is a going full in.
1: I think you know, Stride is sort of unusual as a consultancy in that there isn't any travel. I think most consultancies travel as part of the deal. Maybe not international consultancies, but, so, so. but even if you're not working in consultancy, even if you're working in a product company, which I think most people in tech are. I mean, oftentimes, if it's a larger company or if it's a rapidly growing company, they're either already overseas or they're trying to go
0: overseas. Yeah, that's true. Like I've definitely heard. I've met a lot of people who are working for small companies that are rapidly growing, and they need some kind of you know, follow the sun capacity, like where they need support or manpower in different places. And so there's, you know, opportunity to, you know, I think we talked about like, you know, engaging with those people on your day-to-day basis, like as remote team members, but you can actually, you know, be a part of that remote team.
1: Yeah, I did that. I was on a client, I was uh, uh, on a fashion tech client and they were opening an office in Spain and I there to help them hiring and onboarding and training and sharing the culture and you know they were not that big I and mean, they were they were growing fast but it was i think it was a lot of what you were saying they wanted the ability to follow the sun they wanted you know a bigger hiring pool but i mean it's definitely not for everyone i remember there were a lot of people who did not want to go
0: on that assignment it's surprising to me it seems like it'd be a blast it sounds like a total perk wait weren't you on that
1: project dave
0: yeah they nobody asked me if I wanted to go.
1: What are you talking
0: about? You were totally invited. Everybody was invited. <laughs> no, I. I you, they. You, they not You opted out, didn't you? You opted out because of your girlfriend. I bet. Like. No, 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 I don't. No, I don't think. I don't think they would have given me up that easily. And anyway, like somebody had held hold down the fort when you were gone. So that that's a that's a factor
1: when you're deciding whether or not you would even want to accept an overseas assignment. It's like
0: do you think
1: that you can leave your team in a good position
0: or are you too critical? I I definitely felt like that the time wasn't right. But you know, that's a good point about like, you know, life commitments and you know, your, your family situation. You know, if you had a couple of kids, you probably wouldn't be like, Oh yeah, maybe I'll go to India for uh, a couple months. Right.
1: Yeah. I'm forever alone. So super easy for me. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> we actually I uh, you know, friend of the show, Dane O'Connor from, what episode was that?
0: Yeah, I think that was episode number 76, Stop Talking About Tech. Det.
1: Oh, yeah. So he was going to be on the project and ended up opting out because, uh, you know, he's got a wife and kids and, you know, they were sick and it was like the timing was wrong and all these things that, I just can't relate to it all.
0: <laughs> just in perfect health. I've managed to
1: avoid the prison that is pedestrian.
0: <laughs> Unburdened with sickness and babies. Yeah, Diapers. Babies. <laughs> what kind of cha- challenges do you think somebody who's taking overseas assignment might face?
1: Well, so I remember when I was in Spain... There were a lot of issues with collaborating with the main office, which is like kind of an interesting experience to have as somebody who's normally in the headquarters, be on the other side and see how often you're <laughs> leaving people out. Key decisions.
0: <laughs> that's, that's empathy, though. That's a good thing. You know, We've talked about that before on the show.
1: The, uh, the time zone difference, that's
0: brutal. So actually still collaborating with people back in the main office and kind of yeah. living their, their life. Yeah. There's also all kinds of
1: cultural differences. in
0: Oh yeah. That's, that's pretty huge. My, my first. Yeah. My first overseas working experience was in India. I did it twice actually. Once kind of like as a, a new person to the business. And once again, as like a more established person. And yeah, it was it was interesting. There, there are a lot of striking differences from New Jersey in India. Uh, I can tell you that. Black cues, white (laughs) ones. Yeah, and also like uh, kind of besides the cultural difference, like you know, it's it, it feels a little bit isolating because like there there'll be like language barriers that are hard to bridge and. You know the the things that are you know other people have like pop culture and whatnot are are quite different. Although I'm sure everybody's watching Game of Thrones over there right now, mm, at least pirating yeah. it. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've got to brush up on my Bollywood. I actually have to learn any amount of Bollywood. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Maybe. <laughs> I was I was warned that I was going to need to practice with the accents.
0: <laughs> what do you mean by that?
1: It's like uh, you know, I mean like even if sometimes if you're speaking English to someone who's, who speaks a you know a dialect of English, it's very different from yours. So even as a native speaker, it can be unintelligible at
0: first. <laughs> I don't
1: know if encountered this.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny how even like changing the rhythm of how you speak really changes your perception of it, like your ability to hear it completely. And I, I think also for communicating there is kind of like a a little bit of a code switch that can happen. Even like if you spend a lot of time there, you know, it's not like that person who says, Oh yeah, I spent a summer abroad, like in college and, you know, when I in London and whenever I get drunk now, I just go into a British accent. (laughs) (laughs) That's a completely ridiculous thing. But like, if you're communicating with someone, like you kind of naturally mirror things about the, rhythm and cadence that they talk and like that you can kind of take some of that into you and make it easier for them to understand you as well because like as foreign as like your cadence and the way that you speak is like or the way that they speak is that it's also very foreign for them and hard to understand how you're speaking yeah
1: i think you picked up some phrases that i've never heard before
0: which are you know common yeah pre that's a good one which one it's the opposite of postpone it's uh, (laughs) prepone oh
1: my god that's amazing I had no idea I was thinking of the needful
0: oh yeah doing the needful that's important you know you gotta ask yourself if you're really doing what's truly most needful I think that's a tenet of agile yeah and I think we like particularly with uh, India we talked a little bit the other day about like how for cultural differences one of the big ones is. Kind of the culture of like saying no, which you know, like, I, like there, there are some people in the U.S. that like say yes to too much, but in in India, in some in some ways, it's like kind of a cultural thing where you know people will say yes even when they're just acknowledging that they've received your message
1: and they don't intend to actually do the thing you asked
0: for. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's very confusing for a foreigner.
1: Yeah, and then there's some, like, American-specific stuff. Like, we use sports metaphors basically constantly.
0: Yeah. Really knock
1: that one out of the park.
0: Yeah, sports metaphors. Always a, a home run swim. with the kids. Yeah,
1: this is a slam dunk. Yeah, real win-win. <laughs> I've talked to people for, I mean, basically everyone outside the United States, even other pretty similar countries, like the UK, Australia. i about how Americans are... Just go ham on these sports
0: metaphors. Yeah, we're just always going into overtime. <laughs> Double Jeopardy. I don't know. Wait, is that? That's not a sports metaphor. So Jeopardy's not a sport. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't know. I think that's when you get tried twice for the same crime. <laughs> Another culturally specific reference. <laughs> what was that? Not, did that not come to Jersey? <laughs> Raining some cultural barriers here? <laughs> Possibly. I'm Googling it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, how do you how do you be successful in a situation like that? I mean, you did this, you did it well enough that they they called you back. And the second time <laughs> when you came back, you were the head honcho, you were the big kahuna.
0: <laughs> Repeat business. I mean, I I had pretty short time over there, uh, only a couple of weeks, so I had really meticulously planned out, you know, what I was going to be doing every day that I was working there. And also every day that I was not gonna be working there because like it, it is it part of the perk is like being able to like experience the the culture and the country and uh, the sites and all that. And the limited weekend time months. that you have. Uh, second time it was only for three weeks.
1: Oh, I see. First time was for the
0: Yeah, but you know, I was just a college graduate, so I was a lump. <laughs> no need to be impactful there. <laughs> But yeah, like it's it's good to be prepared and like be structured with the time that you have. Make sure that it, it counts for something. When I went to Spain,
1: part of the value that we were providing was bringing over some of the culture from the main office. But we also wanted to be respectful of the local culture, the local office culture, and the local country culture. We did a certain amount of assimilating. We tried to speak Spanish in the office. And you know, we had, we had, with the team, we did culturally appropriate things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what That's is the culture of Spanish thing <laughs> tapas well so in Madrid
1: yeah definitely tapas and a cider is a thing
0: interesting Madrid. it's not just for the Normans
1: so I mean we tried to assimilate but at the same time we also tried to write the best parts of our own culture I think that that was appreciated
0: yeah I guess like the te- the culture of teamwork is is pretty universal. Like being a good person and a good collaborator has a lot of the same components no matter where you are on this this earth. Yeah, and, I, and I think that
1: American culture is, I mean, there are many things that are maybe counterproductive about it, but there's certainly, you know, one thing that American culture has in spades, and that is the freedom to fail. It is okay to make mistakes. And it's encouraged to try Old things, even knowing that there's a risk that it's
0: gonna blow up. Because. Yeah, that's true. Learning from failure, core American value. <laughs>
1: yeah, we do a lot of failing.
0: <laughs> Hopefully, we we do a lot of learning too.
1: You got any war stories from your your overseas office assignment?
0: Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why you take a overseas assignment, right, is to get get those crazy stories. I mean, besides stories from just traveling, where I had very little idea what I was doing, and like, you know, <laughs> had this uh, impression that I wanted to travel to visit a desert in in Rajasthan, and ended up like driving for an hour and a half with a bunch of rando strangers in a truck until they dropped me off by this kid who took me on a camel to his suburban house and then (laughs) it's just absolutely insane day (laughs) I think you you kind of learn a lot about people to see a little bit more about like what sets your culture apart like we've been talking about like one thing that was kind of striking to me when I was when I came over to meet these people like uh, obviously like they, they treated me very well since I was a guest and you know I was there to like teach them and like talk to them about like uh, different ways that we can improve. So you know they they're giving me a lot of respect that made me a bit uncomfortable. Um because I just want to be like one of the one of the folks. And one of the there were a couple of moments where like I like sitting on the floor and I'd like sit on the floor or like I'd make a spill and then I'd like just grab a towel and mop it up. People would be like, oh my God, why are you doing that? <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> this is very confusing. <laughs> Seems like mapping up is bill as wrong.
0: Yeah, it was like, what oh, was oh this is dangerous. Gotta get word. that done. <laughs> but you know, since I was a guest, I was like, oh, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to do that. Like you're you're a guest. Oh, I see. And like you shouldn't you shouldn't have to like be uncomfortable and like sit on the floor because you're a guest and I'm like, this is where <laughs> <laughs> very comfortable <laughs>
1: <laughs> I remember when I was in Spain I had to interview a candidate do a technical interview with a candidate
0: oh boy um, did you yeah. know and, like the right words for like a React component in uh, Spanish Well, so
1: it was supposed to be in English
0: and you know
1: very quickly we realized that this was not it was not going to be possible for, to conduct this interview successfully in English and so you know I made the mistake of being like, yeah, no, all right. we'll just do it in Spanish, I got this. <laughs> I did not have it. <laughs>
0: oh, no. You did not cover the Duolingo section on interviewing topics. But, yeah, the
1: technical jargon is, is very different, but I was able to call in and call in you had Spanish.
0: <laughs> you got an interpreter. Yeah, I remember. I remember Kimberly talking about that too. Like our, our good friend Kimberly, like she was saying that like pairing in Spanish is a very different experience than pairing in English. Like he uses a different part of her brain.
1: Fascinating.
0: <laughs> well, it's good catching up, William. I hope yeah, you have good catching up with you too. I hope you have a bon voyage. Well, thank you. And you get um, all kinds of fun stories to share when you get back. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and our amazing host, Michael Nunez, who's out being a dad, and me, your host, Dave Anderson, thanks for listening to the rabbit hole.